coming to you from beyond the veil, where anything is possible and nothing is beyond your reach, where time and space are figments of your imagination and life is but a dream. Open your minds, open your hearts, and get ready for a one-way trip into the unknown. This is Messages from the Multiverse with Ian R. Anderson, Certified Hypnotherapist. Welcome to another episode of Messages from the Multiverse. As always, I want to remind you that Hypnotropia has special rates for teachers, students, police and firefighters, soldiers and veterans. But now we're also working with cymatics, hypnotic and meditative music, providing you a 20% discount at hypnosismeditationmusic.com when you enter the promo code MULTIVERSE. That's M-U-L-T-I-V-E-R-S-E, MULTIVERSE. Cymatics produces the most effective soundscapes and music for inducing deep trance or enhancing meditation or therapeutic work. For more information, visit hypnosismeditationmusic.com and listen to episode three of our podcast with Lee Spusta, founder of Cymatics. Our guest for this episode is Lizzie Gillum, aka Lizzie Starr, international medium. Lizzie is joining us from the UK to discuss her gift as a medium who communicates with our dearly departed loved ones and those spirit guides on the other side. She was blessed with loving parents that taught her that family is one thing to always be proud of, and that foundation has given her a strength like no other. Lizzie knew from a very early age that she had a gift, a gift that she didn't understand, so she attended as many places of learning as she could to gain a better understanding of that gift throughout her life. She was very blessed to have attended Arthur Finley College in England. Lizzie has been in service to others as a medium for over 35 years and has appeared on dozens of radio shows and other forms of media. Let's get to Lizzie now and jump right into the conversation. Hi, Lizzie. How are you? Can you hear me? I can hear you. Yes, I'm doing wonderful. Thank you. Great. Welcome to Messages from the Multiverse. Thanks for joining us here today. It's my pleasure. Thank you. So you're going to have been the first medium on the show. So since we've never um, covered this topic before, I'd like to uh, take a moment to just explain to our listeners what a medium is and, and what it is that you do exactly. Right. Well, a medium is uh, someone who um, connects to the other worlds, if, if that's what you want to call it. But it's like it's like a two-way conversation um, and joining energies. That's what I like to call it. Um, and then receiving a message. But it's not always as easy as what it sounds. There's a lot of work has to go into it and a lot of preparation. But once you do that, it's the most uh, wonderful sort of gift that you could ever acquire and um, some of us have it when we're born you know we're born with that gift and some of us acquire that gift later on in life when we suddenly realize you know that things start to happen different in your life and uh, signs come your way and uh, you start to listen to what we call intuition and the intuition then starts to grow and you start to um, understand that there is something more than just this intuition going on. And so you learn, well, I had to go to college to learn, and uh, I knew that I had something, but I just didn't quite know exactly what or how to use it because, um, you know, sometimes you hide it because you feel like this is not uh, what everyone does. And um, in my day as well, 
it wasn't um, really accepted as widely as it is today. I mean, today it's just everywhere, which is wonderful because it enlightens people. And I think it gives them hope and joy and um, peace, the biggest thing, peace, that there is something after this life, you know. A lot of people don't believe that there's an, anything after this life, and a lot of people do. So it, it's sort of my job to connect if possible, it's not always possible. You cannot make the spirit world come to you and you cannot, you know, get rid of them once they're there sort of because they have come for a reason. And the biggest reason that we connect to this world is um, to the spirit always come with a loving vibration, if you will. They come also as they were here. So as the recipient who gets the messages, understands this is their relative. Because if I gave them that relative and it was nothing like what they were here, they would start to question what was going on. So it clearly is a link-up to um, what we call spirit world. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, so the, they when they come through, they come through with a similar type of vibration or, or even personality as they had when they were here is that what you're saying yes um i, I was doing a radio show once and i um, spoke to a lady who just lost her daughter in the forces i think it was and i brought her through as she was and um she she didn't um how can i put this she was not a happy camper because it was like why would she come this way you know and it sort of got to her so I called her and I said to her, if I hadn't have brought her through that way, you would not have believed this was your daughter, would you? And she said, come to think of it, no, I wouldn't. But, you know, her daughter come through as she was, and her daughter was one of these people that spoke her mind. Mm -hmm. And she gave her mum a message that, you know, was a little bit sharp, I should imagine. But her mother, after a few weeks, understood, and then she wrote me a beautiful note and said, you know what, thank you. This has really put me on a different sort of place with it. I now understand that she came through as herself. I think she was expecting her to come through, you know, all angelic and all that neat stuff. But right. she didn't. She came through uh, how she was. So how do, you, um, how do you deal with the fact that some people just don't want to hear something? Some people aren't ready to... Uh, deal with certain truths and or certain messages do you do you um, kind of sugarcoat things or do you hold anything back how, how does that work well number one you have to respect that person because sometimes it can, it can be very scary right. and sometimes you don't want the world to know or anyone else to know what what they're going to say to you and so you listen very carefully to what the message is coming through and if you have to put it in a different dialogue if you like or you know gently bring it through then hey screen it if you know it's like screening a car but um sometimes yes we do sugarcoat it because it's necessary especially if this person is um who is receiving it um you can pick up their vibe also you know as if to say if they keep answering you in a certain way they know you sort of know that they don't want everybody listening to their their message. This is on radio, by the way, so we're doing a radio message. But if we're in the office, of course, it's on a one-to-one, -one and it doesn't matter then because, you know, it's like a doctor. It's very, um, uh, you know, confidential. It doesn't go any further than where you are, so they feel very confident that way. But if they call into a 
radio show, of course, it's very different, and you have to respect their sort of um, vibration, if you will, as well as the one that's coming through. And so it can be difficult, but um, it can also be very wonderful if you can sort of sort the message through and filter it the way that you feel that person is able to accept it. Does that make sense? Sure. Yeah. Do you do you notice um, because you've you've been uh, you've traveled around quite a bit and done readings, haven't you? Yes. Yes, yeah. I have. Yes. Have you noticed um, different types of messages coming through in different parts of the world? You know, that's a very good question, and not really, because it's like we're all human, and we all have family, and we all have things that we need to say, and it's like if you're Italian, Spanish, French, German, whichever you are, there is still love between the worlds, and that love comes across exactly the same. So to answer that personally, I don't think so, because... um, it's just that love vibration that comes from them to that person. And it comes through exactly the same if you are in China or America or England or anywhere. To me, anyway, that, that's how the love vibration travels through me. So, But you can get some characters, and I did have one character that um, was, um, I'm not going to mention any names, but here in England, when I was very into all of this the first time, you're very open to um, characters that you don't realize can be um, not so friendly or not so nice. Mm. And I once had this gentleman who had uh, done some terrible things to his family and buried them in the garden, if you will, and things like this, oh, and wanted to explain to me his side of the story. Well, I didn't want it because I was scared. I had this vibration running through me that was not very nice, and I knew that there was something wrong. So. I just tried to, you know, not answer, not take any notice and all that stuff. And it did eventually go away. Because there are some people who, in the spirit world, are exactly the same as they are here um, until they go through the process of um, life reviews and stuff like this. And then they, they do different stuff over there. And so it's like you have to learn like everything else. It's, it's like going to school. You have to learn the vibrations, the, the energy level. Sometimes the energy level is pure love and it's absolutely beautiful and it's a different feeling, a different sensing. When it's a lower entity, they can sometimes trick you. So you have to be on your guard too. So there's different vibrations and different messages that come through. And I think it takes time. It really does take a lot of time and understanding of how to receive and then how to give back. And I was always trained to give a message as you would like to receive one. And that takes a lot of time, a lot of years to understand and how to put that over. It doesn't come easy. Okay, so how do you sift through the different types of vibrations? Is it is it just, is that another thing that comes with lots of experience yes everything comes in this um sort of way it comes with an experience you know i've heard a lot of mediums say oh my goodness and blah 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 and i've said you know what you should not have done it that way you know be more gentle the person on the other side number one is sometimes they're very anxious and very aware and very wanting it and you and it's a straightforward one you know you know you've got a clear-cut um go ahead And then sometimes you may get a mum that's lost a child and it's very emotional 
and that child is on this side with me and the child is also emotional but wanting to tell mum that she's okay and everything's fine and but there is an emotional feeling between the two people you know i feel that child's emotions but i also feel the mum's emotions so it's um it comes with like i said a lot of years okay and what exactly is the spirit world and where is it is it is it just right here just on the other side of some kind of membrane or something or or is it uh is it a, is it actually a world or is it some kind of other dimension of or something how, how what, what are the, what's the sense you get of that it's just the sense i get with that one and many people have many different variations and thoughts about right. it but we're all energy and it's like quantum physics you know it's like um the energy around us and the energy of the spirit world is a very thin sort of line between the two. There are many dimensions, many worlds, and each one has their own energy and vibration. And we all work within that. I have a very wonderful friend who passed away, and he said to me, don't worry, Elizabeth, don't worry about me. I'm only in the room next door. And I've heard that many, many times from people. I'm only in the room next door. So I took that to be, but I'm right there with you. And when you think about it, if the spirit world had to come through from um, a million miles away, let's say heaven is a million miles away, and we can link into them by the click of the finger, if you will, like a meditation and link in, I don't think they can travel that fast, do you? Mm. And so it begs the question, where is the spirit world, like you just asked? I feel that we are very closely together, and one dimension is very close to the other, and we can slip into that dimension. And I do believe that we are more than one vibration ourselves, and it's a very long and sort of, you know, we could go on with that one forever, but it's a fascinating sort of thing when you, you know that that world is so close to us. I've done readings sometimes, and it blows me away, you know, the things that you can see or you can hear or you can pass on and they exactly know what you're talking about and you don't know what you're talking about, of course, but you're passing a message on. And it's, um, it's just wild, you know, it's like, whoa. And then sometimes you can't get anything right because sometimes the, um, it's like having a telephone conversation and it keeps crackling and breaking up. Mm. That means it's me, not them, because I'm not tuning in correctly or I'm not having a good day or something like that. So I've learned if I get like that, I just don't work. Hmm. Okay. So you have some kind of um, preparation, meditation process that you go through to prepare and uh, to, yeah. to receive this information. And even after that, sometimes the information doesn't come through clearly. Well, it, it, it does come through clearly, but if you're having a bad day, it is, I don't think the spirit world ever doesn't come through clearly. It's the person receiving, like me, in the middle okay. um, to pass the message on. Because, like I said, if I'm having a bad day or if I've got a headache or there's something going on, I know then that I'm going to pass the headache through. I'm going to pass the nausea through. I'm gonna, so it's just step back, Elizabeth, and don't do it. Because you're not going to give that person what they're looking for. You're going to give them what you already have, and that's not a well feeling. So mm. I don't go there. I see. So there's a there's a two-way flow then of 
information and emotion are they do you think yeah. that on the other side they're receiving you in the same way you're receiving them um I think they're a lot great in front of us. You know, it's like they already know who's coming. They already know what who's to be here. Mm. The guys that we connect with, they already have the people waiting because it's like they know. We are humans. We are a spiritual person, but we are in a human body. And so we're more dense, you know. They're very light and beautiful, and they just come in, and they know exactly what's to be. In fact... I do believe they know months in advance. It's as if these things happen and it's not accidental. You know, I always say to people when they come to me, you know, they don't usually come just for a boyfriend or a girlfriend. It's usually a little bit deeper than that. You know, problems within their lives or things like this. And the spirit world are already waiting for those people to receive their messages. So as they lift them, I think, with that love vibration. What do you think that says about how, or if at all, um, time exists on the other side and how it functions? I don't think time exists. I don't think time exists here either. We are humans again. Um, they'll say to you, where are you? And you'll say, I'm here. What time is it? It's now. So we only have the here and the now. It's because we humans, we set time. Does that make sense? Right, this is yeah. all my thing. This is how I feel and how I get it. So I once had a gentleman call me and uh, he said to me, Did I, uh, much the same. And I said to him, what time is it? And he told me, I said, where are you? And he told me, I said, no, 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 think about it. Where are you? And he said, I'm here. I said, right. And I said, what time is it? And he said, I know, it's now. Which is, when you think about it, you are here and it is now. This very second no. I guess that's so, the only time it think, ever could be, isn't it? Absolutely. I don't think there is any time at all, because we're all um, all as one, if you will. Do you think that the fact that we have memories is what tricks us into the illusion that there is a past? Um, has anything to do with it? But I do. But yeah, you could be right there. I've never even thought about that one, really. But memories. Talk about memories. I mean... If you have the memory and you think about the past, of course, there's something there. You know, it, it's, it's definitely there. Um, the past is the past and the, the future is the future. But they say there is no past and there is no future because there's only here and there's only now. But, of course, we're humans. We are here to learn and we are here to progress. And this is why we're here in the first place, you know, and we're given a wonderful opportunity in such a beautiful world. But, of course, the beautiful world has a lot of not-so-beautiful things going on sometimes, and, uh, and this is lessons for each and every one of us, you know, and it's a long story, um, very intricate and beautiful. But I do believe that time, there is no time. And I think it's only when you step into that other world, and obviously you have to step into that world to know, that you realize that there is no time. People go and um, have a near-death experience, and it seems like they're there for a long time, but within seconds they're back in their body after, you know, they've done what they have to do and meet the people they did. But they have wonderful, wonderful stories when they come back that they didn't want to come back here, you know, and, and things like this. But it was such a beautiful experience. But the time that they 
went and that before the time they come back was no time at all. So time to me is a human thing. We have to have it. We've got rules. We've got ways that we live. And um, time is one of those things. Yeah, that what you just said reminds me of a story that I heard. Um, it was told by a pretty well-known author about a near-death experience that he had. And he was a child at the time, and he was in the hospital, and he, he actually died in the hospital. And he found himself being born into another life. And during this time that he was in this experience, he claims to have a full memory of the, of the entire like 80, 90 years of living this life on the other side of wherever he was during this time, which brings in the um, topic that we've discussed here before of parallel lives. Do you yeah. think that there are multiple existences going on for each yeah. of us? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I can't, I can't prove that, but you ask the question, do I think it? And I absolutely do. Mm-hmm. There is lots and lots of things that happen, and lots of people come back with a lot of insight and a lot of uh, memories exactly like what you've said. And it's like I was watching something not long ago, and it was something from America. And they transported a gentleman from, there were some scientists, I think it was, and they transported one from this life to a life where, um, what's that, um, Mr. Lee, what's his name, General Lee? He was in that war and he was with that guy and he, he actually came back and he knew everything about it and um, they brought him back. So it, it, it can be done even right now, you know. The right. People have the science to do it now. Yeah, we, Life is, we use hypnosis to do it all the time, to go into past, present, parallel yeah. lives, future lives. And it's yeah. a fascinating practice that, that we do. And sometimes the information that we get is very um, researchable, very, you know, provable. You can, you can go back and, and validate this stuff in, in histories and libraries and um, you know, newspaper clippings and things like that. And there have been some really interesting studies done on children uh, who remember their past lives too. So, you know, there is a lot of information out there about it. And, you know, it makes me wonder, um, you know, with all these parallel lives and everything going on, and then we have these, this, this spirit world where these spirits or people who you know, once we're living and, and now we're not, or maybe in other places, um, you know, what, why are they hanging around in the spirit world? Are they, are they there for, uh, to support well, us, much, to help us? It's much like this world, except that there is no mortgage to pay, no stress, no nothing. Ooh, that but, sounds nice. <laughs> <laughs> they do work. I mean, you know, there's like doctors who leave this world who are still like a doctor over there because when I do healing the first thing I ask for is a doctor to be with me for the person who has this different disease let's say they had a cancer of of sorts so I call upon those doctors and um, they are more than willing to come help you you know it's like yes I'm there and then there's um, I've had uh, people come through where them, their parents have said, what, what's their children doing? And I had this one lady once, and she lost her little girl. I didn't know she was a little girl. She said she'd lost her daughter. And we were doing a phone reading. And um, she came through, 
Uh, I did her a reading, and then after that, she said, Can, may I ask a question? I said, sure. She said, I lost my daughter, and no one's brought her to me yet. And I said, okay. So it was lucky I had a mum in spirit with me, and I asked her mum, <laughs> where's this... Where's your daughter's daughter? And she said, she knows where she is. So I goes back and I ask, I tell her, your mum said, you know where she is? She said, yes, but I need to know it from her. So anyway, all of a sudden, this little girl appears in front of me. She was wearing a tutu, a ballet tutu, and uh, high heels, and she got lipstick on her face. And I said to her mum, who is Sarah? And she said, that's her name. And I said, okay. I said, but someone went before her, a child went before her, and she said yes. And I gave her the child's name. And um, I said, she's in the cancer ward, sweetie. I said, she's reading stories to the children. And now anybody listening to that must have thought I'd lost my mind because how can a child in spirit read to uh, children in living, right? So anyway, her mum said, okay, I get it. She said, I know exactly what she's doing now. Thank you. And she said, but I have to tell you, Sarah wrote a book before she died, and it was called Sarah, an eight-year, a six-year-old, I think it was, yeah, and afraid of cancer. And she, on the front cover, she has this tutu, and she has these shoes, and she has the lipstick. So she was absolutely um, at peace with where this child was. She could now continue her life. And so it's like those sort of things make it all worthwhile. That's that's the meaning of it. And. You know, when you bring something through like that, that child that was there was so beautiful. She was so doing her job that she wanted to do. And she was helping those children. I should imagine when they went under or whatever, you know, they, they come out of their body and, you know, they go walking. And so it's a beautiful experience to be able to do it. Yeah, that's a really beautiful story. Yeah, absolutely. Do you do you get the sense that the dying process um, and the the passing into the spirit world is a gradual po- process, and 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 do we partially pass or pass some of our energy while we're still alive into the spirit world? You know, that's a fantastic question. I don't really know the full answer to it. I have to be truthful. But it's like I have a feeling that we have a feeling that we know that there's a time coming. It's like there's something that just not, you know. Let's take my mum, for instance. She didn't go much long ago, but she or she, she, I went to see her. She was in a nursing home when I got back from the States, and I went to visit her. And um, she was in dementia. She didn't know me. She didn't know anything. But I gave her a kiss when I was going away, and I said, I love you. And she said, I love you too. And I said, what's wrong? She said, but sometimes I cry. And I said, why? She said, I don't know. But it wasn't long after that it was weeks later that she went into, you know, the state that she was going to pass. And she just was rushed into the hospital she was there for about an hour or so. So she went, um, it wasn't quickly like that. She just went very gently into the spirit world. Now, I know my dad was waiting for her and her mum because I, I sensed those there with her. But it was a beautiful crossing. 
and she's been through and she's told me, you know, she's very happy she's with my dad and everything's fine and that, that she loves us all and my dad loves us all and all this neat stuff. And it's something that you need to hear, that they're okay and they're together. Now, a lot of people will say to me, I don't want to be with my first husband, I want to be with... And I'll say, you know what, whoever you are with, that's the person you're going to be with. When you cross over, whatever it is, you won't feel like you do here. Mm-hmm. It is your love, you know, and everything makes sense to you. Where here, we are like um, with blinkers, you know, because we don't all look into it. We don't all know about it, and a lot of us don't want to know about it. Right. It's not think, you know, that's, that everybody wants to understand because a lot of people are scared. But it's coming to a place now, I do believe, where people are not so scared because of um, the spiritual stuff, the metaphysical stuff, the, the stuff that you do. Mm-hmm. I think they're becoming more um, okay with it, if you will. So I think when we pass, we, in, unless you're murdered or something like that, I think it's a beautiful passing. You just raised from that body, and away you go. Okay. Yeah. The the reason why I ask is because I've been present um, during you know, the time around somebody's passing, and it seemed to me like maybe even the spirit world was coming closer to her, because even though she was alive and somewhat aware, she was reporting that she was interacting with people and seeing people um, who had passed many years before in the room with her. What do you think that is? Well, that's what we, uh, this is how I perceive this one. I feel that people, like I said, sometimes are scared and the spirit will gently move in and give you memories, if you will. Or, or, you know, if you're going, if you're in such a state um, and you're still alive, let's say you've lost your mum a long time ago and your mum you dearly loved, it's your mum, I do believe, that would step forward and just say hello, you know. And it's like you're in her world right now and it puts you at peace. And so they come forward to help you to cross, if you will. That's the only way I can say it on this world. But it's like they help to relieve the fear, if you will, by presenting themselves. It's like with a child. If um, a child's being naughty and uh, you don't want to reprimand them or anything, you just change something. You'll divert their attention somewhere else. Does that make sense? Sure, yeah. So it's like diverting their attention into a peaceful and wonderful place. And I feel they send the people who they love and miss the most that they are there to comfort and say, you know, why don't you come to dinner? It's about time now that you uh, come to dinner. We've missed you. And that person is absolutely fine with that. And away they go. And so then that crossing gets a little bit easier. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Would you say that uh, throughout all the, the readings and everything that you've done, that the uh, the majority of the vibration coming through is one of love? Absolutely. Absolutely. It is of pure love. But, of course, 
when the person who is having the reading and the spirit world want to give them a message to help them, let's say I had an alcoholic on the other end of the phone, and this person coming through, let's say this was a lady who'd lost her husband, right? And she couldn't cope, so she was turning to drink. So her husband would come through on a beautiful, loving vibration, but it would also bring a message to her that this is not the way to go, blah, blah, blah. He is worried about her, you know, and he would like her to realize that life is to be lived to the fullest and to enjoy it. And so the love vibration comes that way, and it also comes through his words of um, strength, if you will. You know, uh, he's delivering a message, but the message is a little stern, but still filled with love. They cannot pass that guide unless it is with love, believe me. That's what the spirit world is about, is love. Okay, so you you are, um, you have kind of, uh, are you, let, let me try and reframe this question. The, um, your guides are interacting with guides from the other side, and that's how the information is brought through? Yes, you have a main guide that you're born with. But this is, I'm going, I'm digressing now. Um, we have what we call seven brothers, meaning seven guides. You are born with those. This is what, um, they travel with you throughout your life. Now, a lot of people are not going to believe that. A lot of people will. And remember, this is how I perceive it, right? This is the way it comes to me. Okay. And so the main guide is you, is your higher consciousness. It's, it's someone who is very, very close to you, who has took the job on. And I often say to them, oh, my goodness, thank goodness for putting up with me. Thank you so much, because I can be a pain. But... That guide filters through all the messages also of great love. And then the person that comes in is allowed in to do that because they know that this is going to be exactly what the other person needs to hear. You do get some guides, some people when they come through, and they will bring a message that really hits home to the person, you know, and so this is why we have to be careful also with what we do. But it always, always, always comes through on a love vibration. What have been, um, obviously without mentioning any names or anything, what have been some of the most memorable readings you've done? Whoa. <laughs> Let me see. Um, oh, which one shall I do? Um, oh, goodness. You know, I, I, could have done, I could have told you a million five minutes ago, and now I'm struggling. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's, let's turn to my son. I lost my son. And um, that was the biggest shock in my whole life, shook my vibration. And people will say to me, why didn't you know, why couldn't you stop it? Well, it doesn't work that way. So anyway, he came through to me, and he showed me this beautiful card. And I was in a dream state in, in between worlds. And um, he came in this car, it was a cream-colored car. And he said to me, hi, ma'am. I said, hi, son, where are you going? He said, I'm just going to go pick this gentleman up. He's got no one to take him home. So I said, okay, I'll follow you. Well, of course, my car just stopped and I woke up. So um, I said to my husband, um, Brad came to me and he told me um, he was going to pick a guy up. I said, he come in this car and I don't know what car. I said, I can tell you what it was, but I can't, I don't know what it was. So anyway, we went round looking at all the cars and then we found it. And, then a few, and this was for a reason, because a few days later, we lived in a circle, 
and it was called Stonehenge. Anyway, all of a sudden I was sitting out having a cup of coffee at lunchtime and I heard the uh, fire engine or the ambulance come rushing past and I didn't take much notice but in the gap coming the other way was the same car I saw my son in. So I went running to my husband. I said, there's a man just died over there. Brad's just picked him up and took him home. And he said, nah, nah, no, that can't be. Anyway, a few hours later, here comes the, um, the car or whatever to pick the body up, right? So my husband comes in and he was trembling and here he was with this. And then he still didn't believe. And on Sunday, he went to get the paper with the obituaries in. And there it was, a man died in our circle. So... You know, they come through with many, many stories and many things, but this was one of the most beautiful experiences for me because it was, I was in spirit world with him. I was in the room with him. I could see him like I'm touching him. It was so beautiful. And then another, um, another time, I'll give you a funny one now. Okay. I had this lady come in my office and she's sitting there and, all I could see was pigs running around my uh, lounge. So I didn't know how to take it, and I didn't know what to say. I didn't know if she was living in a pigsty or she loved pigs or whatever. But I said to her, may I ask a question? And she said, yes. I said, um, do you like pigs? She said, oh, yes, I love them. I have some at home. I said, I have your mum with me, and she's telling me that you're moving. And she just stormed out the office. And she came back and she said, I'm not very happy with you. And I said, why? She said, there's no way I can move. I said, well, sorry, sweetie, but your mum just told me you're moving. Anyway, she had all sorts of animals. And I said to her, if you call me back, and which you will, will you please tell me that you are Dr. Doolittle? I said, because I'm seeing it so strong and I cannot take it back. At this, she tells me that she is being evicted. She has no money. She has no family, mum, dad, all, everybody's gone, and that she has no money to pay the mortgage. So I said, well, I understand that. I said, but whatever comes through, I'm going to give to you. I said, because there's got to be a reason for that message coming through. She was a little upset, but she went away. So a few months later, uh, and I told her, by the way, she was going to the Carolinas. I didn't know if it was north or south, but I told her anyway. Um, and then... Um, a few months later, we were sitting in the office, I was doing a read, and here comes the call. And she said, um, um, I don't think you're going to remember me, but you did say, please tell me you're Dr. Doolittle. I said, oh, okay. <laughs> she says, now look, Elizabeth, and this taught Elizabeth a big lesson too. She said, you need to sit on the other side of your desk sometimes and receive that reading. She said, I was not to know, and you was not to know. And I said, why, what happened? And she said, an old lady in her late 80s lives right up from me, and she heard about my um, plea or my situation, and she offered some help, and she gave me the money to pay the mortgage off. I made a little money off that, she said, and I went and bought a little farm in the Carolinas. She said, so thank you. So you see, giving a message like we've been discussing, and sometimes it doesn't go down very well, you have to believe enough in yourself to give the message and know where it's coming from. 
because it was such a powerful thing that was happening, even though I didn't know what was going on with her life. And that was my lesson because I didn't need to know. This lady just needed to believe, you know. But it, she was in such a state, poor woman. I can understand how it was. And so that was the funny one. Wow. Not funny, but you know, <laughs> it was sort of, um, it was quite quite hilarious in, in a yeah. way. After, when I got it back, you know, when she came back, I'm thinking, oh, my goodness, thank goodness, you know, she got it. Everything was turned out absolutely perfect. <laughs> And yeah. so it was the most beautiful. Do you ever wonder if, uh, or wonder how things would have turned out had you not delivered that information? Do you think that maybe uh, sometimes spirit comes through and delivers certain types of information to try and um, try and help the situ the situation or the events turn out a certain way that might be better for the person had they not had that information? Absolutely, yeah, because it's, um, how can I put this, do you mean if, if she hadn't have come to me, life would have been different? Or, right, yeah. I, I don't know, because I always think there's no coincidences in life, and this lady who helped her would have also helped her even if she hadn't have had the reading, if you will. Mm -hmm. So I, I, um, I feel like there is no coincidences, but this lady was at a place in her life where she was scared. She hadn't got nothing and no one. And she was about to lose everything, and poor woman hadn't got anything. So they turned to, like, a doctor or, you know, or a medium or a psychic or a tarot card reader, you know, for help. Right. They, that's their last straw. So that lady was a beautiful lady, and she couldn't thank me enough. And I thanked her also, and I apologized to her, because sometimes I do need to sit on the other side of the desk, you know, and... You do need to, I mean, it'll come through to me and I'm giving it, giving it, giving it, and you don't stop for one minute to think how that person sometimes is receiving that message. So it taught me a big lesson also. Wow. Do you think that we are receiving information um, in our dreams and in other states of consciousness, maybe even while we're, while we're in, our, in our waking state and we just don't realize it? Absolutely, absolutely. I feel, you know, we we receive more in the waking state than we ever do in the dream state, but because we're asleep and we're in that state, it's sort of, it's like being in a different world because you are, you go home, you know, it's like you're going back. But when we're here, life is so fast, you don't stop to realize, you know, we don't stop to smell the roses, if you will. And when you do get to stop to smell the roses, it's very beautiful. And you, you do notice, I do believe, that this, this life here is, is precious and it is absolutely beautiful. And we miss the best things in life by rushing through it. Does that make sense? Sure, yeah. I mean, you see a child playing, you know, and if you were to sit down for five minutes and watch that child's love playing with whatever they play with, there is a difference. There is a different energy going on. Now... I'll give you an instance. If I go through, we travel a lot. So I'm going through France, and France is beautiful. I enter Spain, and I'm a different person. The energy drops. I can feel and sense energies around people, around places, and around different things, you know. So 
I'm not so keen on that, but I love France. You know what I mean? It's like I, I belong there. Have you ever have you ever done that? Have you ever felt like deja vu that you've been there before or you belong somewhere? Yeah, all the time. Yeah, that's that's because you're noticing. You know, it's like you're on that level of way above, and you must be absolutely enthralled in it all because it's wonderful to have that sort of gift, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I think the um, the clarity of moments like that is really. I mean, it can be it can be intense, but it, it is a gift. Yes, it is, and it's a gift when you understand it. I think because, like I said, stop and smell the roses. It's such a beautiful gift, and if people did that more, you know, if you realize that we get up, we go to work, we come home, we do this, we do this, we do this, and then we go to bed and we start it all over again like Groundhog Day, right? Right. But if we were to just take time, you know, there was a survey on the uh, computer the other day and it said, people in France take two hours to eat a lunch. In America, it's fast and furious, <laughs> I'm thinking. <laughs> there. Yes, it is fast and furious because, you know, this is the way we live, isn't it? You know, we are in the fast lane, as the eagles put it. Life in the fast lane. And um, it's a shame, really, because there is so much beauty and so much love in this world that, you know, we pass it. It's like, it's like one of those movies, you know, where it keeps moving, moving, moving down the interstate. You know, the lights are going on. and Life is just racing away, isn't it? Sure is, yeah. I was just telling somebody the other day that, I'm going to uh, have to start taking two-hour lunch breaks because I can't go home on my lunch anymore even though I only live five minutes away because it takes me five minutes to get home from my office, but it takes me 40 minutes to get back to my office because of the traffic. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's terrible, isn't it? Yeah. So what would, uh, what would the message be from, from spirit or from the, the spirits on the other side, the ones that that are there, you know, with their messages of love all the time. What do you think they would say if we asked them how we can get more out of life, out of our time here? Uh -huh. You know what I just heard straight away? Love yourself. Once you love yourself, the world is in a love vibration. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. You know, ask yourself a question. Do you love yourself? I try. How many yeah. people do you know that understand that? Like, do you love yourself? How do you love yourself? It's a question, you know, it's like, what do they mean, Elizabeth? Do I love myself? I love my husband, I love my children. I feel that love, I sense that love, but I don't know how you mean about myself. Does that make sense to you? Has anybody ever said that to you? Yeah, yeah, all the time, because, you know, one thing that I realized a long time ago is that you have to put yourself first if you really want to be able to give your best to others. Absolutely, absolutely. And so <laughs> they just shouted out, love thyself. Now, that's an old-fashioned way. Love thyself first, and then the love around you, the vibration that you transmit outwards is love. And so if we all stopped for five minutes and just thought about that and sent that love vibration out, of course the world would feel it. And it only takes one. It takes one to start it off and then send the love vibration out. It's a wonderful thing. So there is the most wonderful, wonderful message back. Love thyself and the world will love you.
I guess that that does make a does make a lot of sense when you look at the condition that the world is in, and you look at the conflict and and everything that seems to be such an issue everywhere we go. But the the conflict and and the projection of um, hatred, the projection of negative energy. I guess I mean sometimes you can you can feel it. Sometimes it's like comes off of people in waves and it it does usually seem to be the people who are giving off that energy the most are very unhappy within themselves absolutely sometimes i have good reason to be very unhappy as well because sometimes this world can be a very sort of not the world but the, you know some people can be very cruel and you know and things get to people very sensitive people get hurt very quickly and a lot of people really do get deeply hurt with words and that's why they say be careful with your words because they become a different vibration mm. i was talking to my son the other day and he, he was trying to find me a youtube about um, a gentleman who took a bottle of water he put the water in the fridge took the bottle out he put half in one glass and half in the other. He put a little uh, sticker on both of them. He put um, hate on the one and love on the other. Now, he was a scientist or a physicist. I don't know the difference, excuse me. But um, he put the water in the two glasses back in the fridge. He then took them out after a few hours. They were cold. He sent tons and tons of love to the ones with the love on, and hate and anger and bitterness and everything to the other one. <clears throat> then he took a little bit of the water and put it under the microscope, and he said it was the most beautiful and absolutely fantastic, beautiful um, view. And then he went to the one with the hatred and the anger and the bitterness, and he said it was like World War Three. It just exploded. It was dark and terrible. And so I'm still waiting for that sort of YouTube if we can find it. But it makes a ton of sense, especially what we're talking about. If you send the love vibration out, it sort of flows. It's most beautiful. You send the hate and the other, and it, and it really does create a war, if you will. Does that make sense? <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> yeah, it does. And water is one of those things that is really interesting because it does store information and hold on to information in a way that um, is really fascinating because um, we living things, uh, we human beings and other living things on this planet are made of almost, you know, three quarters water. So, you know, if we're giving off these vibrations and receiving these vibrations, it would really, you know, kind of beg the question, you know, what what kind of vibrations are we resonating within ourselves by thinking certain thoughts and what vibrations are we sending out to others by saying certain words and doing certain actions and holding and, and sending out certain intentions and what's that doing to the world around us and the people around us and our pets and you know everything else that that can receive and and be imprinted by that vibration you know what, when, um, when I hear about all of this, I think of Mother Teresa and that beautiful poem where she said everything she'll say and then she'll say, forgive them anyway. She has such a calming and wonderful way with her. And, you know, that poem is, I wish I'd got it in front of me right now, but it, the words are so beautiful. And when you read them, 
it does really resonate, I do believe, with each and every one of us because she's all about the love. And it doesn't matter what people say, forgive them anyway, you know. People may hate you, but forgive them anyway. And that is the most beautiful, there's a lot of those sayings as you go down the poem. But I think at the end of it, it goes something like, in the end, it's nothing to do with you. Just love them anyway. Forgive them anyway. You know, so that forgiveness, that love, that vibration is so intense. It sort of resonates with you. I don't care if you are um, a hardened, uh, you know, bad guy, if you like. Those words will melt your soul and your spirit. It will speak words to you. And some people will sit back and say, I can't forgive them. There's no way I can forgive them. So now they're sending out the other vibration. But Mother Teresa planted the seed within that mind. And those seeds will get thought about. And somehow they work because when you're feeling a little bit guilty and the things that you've said or may have said that you wish you hadn't, you know, you ask for that forgiveness. Or you can forgive easier. Does that make sense? Definitely. Yeah, and people, people like Mother Teresa and, you know, the other powerful spirits that have come through the earth and, and lived their, their lives here with us and left impressions like that. Do you think that they are, um, do you think that they leave and come back many times in order to do that to, in order to, to leave that imprint on other groups of humans that maybe ones that aren't living now, but maybe living after we're gone? Well, you know, I think they came here and did their job. And they did it so beautiful. And it's like someone else will then step in and someone else will step in and someone else will step in. But Mother Teresa came here to enlighten us all, I do believe. She was a special lady. And she did things that we would never sort of put ourselves out to do if we, if we had to, I, should, I guess. But this sort of person, this lady, was absolutely an angel. You know, she came, she taught, she gave us her love and her way. And it's like she did her job. So I do believe that she'll move higher because in the Bible it does state, I'm sure, in my father's house there are many mansions. And I do believe that, you know, when you are that sort of person and you help so many people, you go higher on the ladder, if you will, you know, into a different and higher vibration. And I do believe she will help from where she is. But I do believe someone else will be around that is, um, how can I say, inspired by her, many of them, and will obviously, I do believe, take the same path as her and help. And I think there's loads of those people that we haven't even heard of, but there's many. And I do believe once they do it, like I said, they will go into spirit and help from a different sort of vibration. So she did what she had to do. She taught us all some beautiful work, and she left. And I think that's where she'll stay. Okay. Let me ask you this. Have you ever, have you ever brought through or gotten messages from um, beings that seem to be those higher realm beings or um, non-human upper upper world type of higher dimensional beings? Yeah, um, how can I answer this one? Let me see. 
Um, you know, there's many, many, many angels, many archangels, many higher beings. They are all of the same level of uh, love, you know. They don't class themselves as special or different. Even Lord Jesus, he said, you know, I'm just like you guys. I am one of you. And so I do believe everybody that comes through is of a high vibration. I do believe that um, I have spoken with the Archangel Michael. I do believe I have spoken to St. Germain. Um, and they're sort of, I know I've spoken to, to um, Archangel Michael. It's like there's a vibration of the greatest love that you've ever felt in your life when these guys come forward. Now, when they come forward, you do feel and sense um, as, as if you're on as light as a feather. It's so beautiful. When you're doing an order and you read and the, you know, the, the guys come through and, and the families come through, they're on the same sort of level but not so light and so love, so much love. It's like they're on a different um, wavelength, if you will. But, yes, there is. They don't. They don't see themselves or they don't, you know, think that they are all that and then some because they're doing a job that is most wonderful. And they will bring that wonder to you, that love to you, and that's how it works, I do believe anyway. I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that would tell you different, you know, because we all get it different. Well, I think that makes a lot of sense because, you know, from the, the from my point of view, a um, my my expectation would be that a a being or a spirit that is resonating that type of very pure love would be so free of ego that they wouldn't reflect on themselves as if they you know thought of themselves as a very high type of powerful being. They would just send out that resonance of love and that would be kind of like the measure of their their greatness the purity absolutely. of the love they send out amen yes absolutely and that is so beautiful you've put that so beautiful thank you well this is um this is the time here where i i give you the opportunity to uh just deliver your message out to the world if there's anything that you'd like to say to the world to the human race and in any other sentient intelligent loving beings that are out there listening, what would you like that message to be? Well, to the guides and the spirit helpers, because there's many, many, I appreciate you all, and thank you for your love. To all of us out here on this planet, this wonderful Mother Earth planet, I wish you all would take just five minutes to take off the rose-colored glasses, take off your skates for a minute, slow yourself down, and enjoy who you are. Be who you are. Put yourself first, love yourself, and send out the love vibration because it works. All of this stuff works. Try it. You will be amazed. Thank you. It's my pleasure. Thank you. Lizzie can be found on Facebook under Lizzie Gillam, that's G-I-L-L-A-M, or Lizzie Star International Medium. I want to thank you all for joining us here and supporting the show. If you think you or someone you know would make a great guest for Messages from the Multiverse, please contact us at messagesfromthemultiverse at gmail.com. If you wish to contact me directly regarding my hypnotherapy or shamanic practice, 
educational presentations and workshops, or speaking engagements, you can email me at ian at hypnotropia.com. That's I-A-N at H-Y-P-N-O-T-R-O-P-I-A dot com. You can also learn more about me, this podcast, and Hypnotropia by visiting the website www.hypnotropia.com. Messages from the Multiverse is available for subscription on iTunes and Apple's iOS podcast app on your mobile devices and can also be found at soundcloud.com or on the SoundCloud app for your smartphone or tablet. It can also be found on hypnotropia.com and the Google Play Music Store. Until next time, honor and love yourselves, your fellow humans, and our planet. Be well.